It's the next level. You need a plan. I want to be on the radio. He wants to be on radio. But to be on the radio, you have to have a voice. You have to have some verbal ability. You hardly ever say a word. I talk. This is ridiculous. I don't understand. You need to grow up. Is that Pat? No way. Oh man, I love that guy. We'll put no more tears on the label. But it does make you cry. I know. Now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the Melting Pack, and it starts right now. You're listening to the Melting Pack. Here's your host, Pat Joplin. Boy, thank you, Jerome. Hey, friends, welcome to the show, the Melting Pad here on the Next Level Network. Not sure what I was trying to do there with the Weird beginning. Happy holidays. How are we doing? Everybody okay? We good? Are you stuck in the snow? Like I thought I was earlier today when I had to go take out the old trash. And uh, I thought I wasn't going to be able to open the back door. But don't you worry. I got it. We're good to go. Uh, Whoever left the coal shovel here in the basement, thank you. I don't know who or where you are, but uh, it was very helpful for me this morning. So I appreciate all of that. I hope you're well, friends. Hope you're okay. Hope you're not frozen, snowed in somewhere. I hope that you found a way to, I don't know, dig yourself out. Is that too cheesy? No, it's literal. Maybe. All right. Uh, Yes, it snowed here. It snowed here uh, today, yesterday, rather. And uh, yeah, so that was, uh, we didn't have a big snow last year. So this was the first big snow for us at the house here. And uh, it was a good one. It was a good uh, walloping. Luckily, didn't have to go anywhere. So. That was fantastic. Really, like, the first big snow came at a really good time for me personally because uh, I don't have to commute in it these days. So that is great. Um, I did have to get up and shovel, though, which is fine. You know, I had to get out and clear the way, and that's fine. No problem with that. I did run out of rock salt, though, so that is disappointing. So I'll have to go grab some more. I do have to run to the hardware store anyway, so I should probably do that tomorrow. Maybe today. I don't know. Um, oh, I'm sorry. So when I said tomorrow, I meant Friday for me, uh, but also it could be today, Saturday. Who knows? Don't know, but I do have to go do the thing. All right. Anyway, Pat, nobody cares. What are we doing today? Well, my friend, thank you for asking. It is my favorite show of the year. We're doing it a little bit differently this time, but uh, I am looking forward to all of the things. We're talking about everyone's favorite holiday specials. Thank you to everybody who weighed in, who uh, gave me a pick. And I just, well... I was going to say I just had enough songs for every break, but I really didn't, so I had to squeeze a couple of them together. So I hope that's all right. I hope this goes as well as I think it will, or as well as I hope it will. Um, yeah, so we'll, <laughs> we shall see. And uh, did I have to tell you anything else before we get started today? I don't think so. I think I'm good. Oh, no. You know what? I didn't tell you that I finally decided uh, I was tired of waiting for the repair guy, and I built my new desk. I moved my old desk across the room, built this L-shaped desk. I still have to get some uh, some paneling done here, so we shall see. 
Yeah, I got to get one above my head because I can feel the sound just bouncing right back at me. But it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. I have no idea if it's fine. I'll find out later. Um, <laughs> and if it's not fine, that's why I do these things on Thursday in case I screw it up and have to do it again the next day. So there you go. Um, so you may be hearing take two of this. I don't know. I have no idea. But yeah, I built my desk, built myself a little command center, um, and now I have a lot more leg room and space for all the things. I got three monitors here, so it's uh, it's a lot. And it was a lot for my uh, my small you know writing desk from my mom's house. It's still here, by the way. Got all the stuff in it. And uh, yeah, I'll use it for something. I'll display pictures or something. I don't know what I'll use it for yet, but I will figure it out and I'll get this room situated one way or another at some point. So there you go. <laughs> so there, all right, that's what I had to tell you before we got started today, was that I finally built my new desk, and I love it. Thank you, Doug, for the recommendation. All right, so, um, yeah, today on the show, we're talking about favorite holiday TV specials. Uh, we'll have holiday tunes from friends of the show, The Wild and Free, Bronnie's in there, Point North, Bleached, Hanukkah, Left of Love, and we'll end, as we traditionally do, with much better. So we have tunes throughout the show. We have uh, TV things going on as well. But first, we begin this show as we begin all of the holiday shows with my favorite retail story that I've ever told, I've ever been able to tell you. Yes, that's right. Light bulb lady. I love, I loved everything about this interaction. And it's weird. I've gotten to the point where I don't even have to really write notes about it anymore. Because I've told it and retold it so many times that it's just in my brain. And I think about it so often, especially when we get to December, I'm like, man, I wonder what that lady's up to. Like, I hope she's okay. If you haven't heard the story, if you're new to the show, first of all, welcome. Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry in advance. Uh, <laughs> but no, so um, this was early on in my career, in my tenure career. Like, I spent, you know, 12 years there and got a pension or something. Um, I don't even think I worked there long enough to get social to uh, collect social security when I retire. I think you got to work what three years anyway. Not important to the story. So it was early on in my tenure at the store, my first Christmas, in fact. So we're going back uh, 2010, and I remember that this happened on a Thursday morning because the boss was off, and so it was me and Supervisor Amy. And we're both there trying to plot out the rest of the day. So the way the store was set up was there were three registers as you came in along the, I guess you could call it the far wall. So you walk in the store, left wall, that's where the registers are. And it's one, two, three, and we're there. And the store had, hadn't been open for that long. So Amy and I are behind the counter trying to figure out all the things we have to do for that day. Hey, this is coming in later. We're getting a shipment of whatever, uh, you know, restock ornaments, clean up the cards, get all this, whatever done, put all this stuff out, you know, normal store things we have to do during the day, in addition to dealing with these customer people. So um, we're standing there and we're like, all right, there's not many people in this. I don't think there was anybody in the store at all, except for the two of us. And so maybe there's one other person, but here comes light bulb lady. No, no, we don't know that yet. So here comes this woman. I'm getting ahead of myself. I love telling the story. I'm sorry. So this woman comes in, and I say, hello, how are you? She says, nothing, not uncommon. People often just kind of ignored us when we greeted them. So she goes to the first register, and I'm at the second one. Amy's at the third one. So she goes to the first register, and again, nobody there. So she plops her purse down on the counter. Doesn't say a word, doesn't look at us. 
And she plops her purse down on the counter and she starts digging through it. Like she's really searching for something. And uh, I'm locked in at this point. I'm like, okay, she's either going to pull out like a, a coupon or something, or she's going to be like, hey, do you have this? Like maybe she's looking for a shopping list. Maybe she's got to buy a bunch of cards for uh, different people and wants to know where they all are. I'm like, okay, I'm locked in. I'm ready to help this person whenever she's ready. So she goes in, she reaches in. I guess she, I don't know how deep this purse was, but it feels like she was already digging and then reached down further again to the center of the earth or something and pulled out a tiny light bulb like you would put on your tree or for your outdoor. Actually, you know what? It was a little bigger than that. So maybe it was for her outdoor display and she uh, she held it up like she was, I don't know, dedicating it to the Lord or something. And she says, do you have this? But English was not her first language, so it kind of came out, first of all, it came out kind of uh, awkwardly, I guess. And I was mesmerized by this woman. This could have gone on all day, and I would have just still stood there. But it was probably about, I don't know, 20 seconds. It felt like forever, because I was just staring at her, trying to figure out what's going on. It's like, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? She's like, do you have something like this? And before I could answer... Amy jumped in because, you know, supervisor, and I, again, I'm brand new. She said, <laughs> Amy goes, oh, no, uh, we don't sell the lights, but you can probably find them at uh, Home Depot. And this woman looked at Amy, looked at me, back at Amy, tilted her head to the side. Like, you know how when a dog hears a sound for the first time and they tilt their head and go, huh? It was kind of like that. She didn't make the noise, but in my head she did. And it was just, she was so, it's not even like, oh man, I have to make another trip. It was, how dare you? Like it, it went from her being confused to her being just completely offended and frankly, a little angry at us for suggesting Home Depot. And she goes, Home Depot? And then yeah, that was like the clearest thing she said. And she picks up all her stuff from the counter. She throws it all back into her purse, leaves in a huff, doesn't say another word, never saw her again. And I've been trying to figure out for 10 years why was she so mad at the mere suggestion of Home Depot? Now, I understand you don't want to have to go to a number of different places. And you would think with all the other Christmas that we sold that we would sell replacement lights, right? Maybe they do now, but we didn't at the time, and it would really be a good idea if they did, because, hey, Christmas stuff, decorations, what have you, why wouldn't you sell replacement light bulbs for Christmas lights? Because uh, you crap out Christmas stuff all over the place, and except for that. So she was very upset about this. I don't know if it was just that she had to go to another store or if something happened at Home Depot. Maybe she had already been to Home Depot and they told her to come to our store for some reason. Maybe she used to work at Home Depot and they fired her because she didn't know where the Christmas lights were. Maybe, I don't know what it is. I don't know what her deal was, but she was straight up offended that Amy suggested Home Depot. And I've never forgotten her. I feel like if I ever saw her again, I would recognize her immediately. And I would want to ask her how she's been doing. Uh, if she found a Christmas light, any of them. If she just bought a whole new set instead of replacing the bulb. Maybe it was for a little Christmas decoration lamp kind of thing. Maybe she had a little replica of the major award from a Christmas story. 
and the light bulb had burned out and it was like a smaller, it wasn't like a, a full size lamp. It was a smaller version and she needed that specific size of light bulb to fill it, to fill it, to, uh, to, to illuminate it again. And for some reason she thought that we would have that. And, uh, she was not taking, Hey, go somewhere else. You old bag. We didn't say that, but um, I imagine someone else may have, someone else may have treated her with, uh, with very little respect. I was mesmerized by the woman and I felt bad that we couldn't help her out. Uh, so light bulb lady, wherever you might be in this crazy mixed up world, I hope you're well. I hope you found your Christmas light. I hope that you are, uh, I don't know, maybe you, you don't uh, fly off the handle so quickly. How about that? Take a lesson from me, a guy who's known to fly off the handle. <laughs> I can't even finish that thought. Uh, but light bulb lady, I sincerely hope you're okay. And uh, if anybody finds her, if anybody happens to realize who I'm talking about, uh, just tell her I hope she's okay. All right? Send her my my warmest regards. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I never realized just how the how much these stories would stick with me. Right? The woman who just she just came in looking for a Christmas light bulb, and she was super offended that we told her to go to a hardware store that uh, for sure sells Christmas lights. And yeah, it just, it is stuck in my brain for a decade and I will never forget it. And I will never get tired of telling that story. So thank you for joining me on my journey. I'm not done the show yet. We got a long way to go, but uh, our first break, I guess, is now-ish. So I mentioned uh, many friends of the show will be, uh, well, not supplying, but you'll be hearing holiday tunes from good friends of the show. And we will start with this one, one of the newer friends of the show, but they were on in, uh, when did I talk to them? September? October? I don't remember. The Wild and Free, they've released this song, I think, December 1st. Don't quote me on that. I didn't write that part down. But anyway, I want to dedicate this song to Lightbulb Lady, because I think she could really use it right about now. All right, so good friends of the show, The Wild and Free, this is their, I guess you could call it their latest. I don't know. It's a festive tune, and I love it, and I thank them for giving me the okay to play it, and now you can enjoy it. It's called When the Year Ends here inside the Melting Pack on the Next Level Network. What have I done? Why do I have nothing to show again? Holiday fun Isn't so fun when you're alone again Snow in my lungs But there is warmth deep inside again I'll give it time I guess it's not a lot to ask for but I won't mind my merry spirit's running dry unwrap my heart you'll find warmth Start again I'll be happy when the year ends 
start again What more can this year take? I guess I'll take another shot at this The Wild and Free with their uh, wonderful holiday tune, When the Year Ends, here inside the Meltic Pat on the Next Level Network. It's just so, it's so lovely. And don't worry if you were, uh, I don't know, if you were hoping for something a little faster, heavier, we got plenty of those coming later, all right? Faster, louder, maybe? Maybe that's what you were looking for? In any case, my, <laughs> my sincere thanks to The Wild and Free for the tune. Get it where you get your tunes. All of the uh, the links to the tunes will be in the show notes, by the way, at themeltypat.com. So you can just go to one place and do all the things, and you'll be fine. All right? All right. So the, I guess, bulk of the show this week. So I usually, every year, I do uh, that retail story and then kind of ask you guys questions, you guys and gals and theys, about wish lists and uh, what do you do for Christmas and all this stuff. But this year, I decided to... Take a page from uh, my Halloween episode playbook when I talked about your favorite specials and ask you your favorite holiday specials. And we got some big answers here, some good answers, big answers, I guess. Well, uh, some stuff I hadn't seen before. So that's uh, that was big. Another community episode is coming, uh, an episode of Friends, which is a favorite of mine, uh, a Hey Arnold episode, so we'll get to all of that. But the first two that we have for you, the first one from Skeletor said there was a Tom and Jerry Christmas special that I loved as a kid, and it's a quick one. It's like a seven or eight minute short, and I could only find it in parts on YouTube. I wanted to share it in the show notes, but I can only find it in three parts on YouTube, but it was lovely. So uh, Tom, of course, sets a trap for Jerry. That's how we open. Well, you open on the Christmas tree, and you pan through the house, and it's decorated. There are presents. It's festive. It's wonderful, right? So you cut to uh, the mouse hole, and Jerry sneaks out and sees, oh, there's a trap for him. And for some reason, <laughs> Tom put a bow around the cheese. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so much. But uh, yeah, he put it in the trap and put a bow on it. Because I guess because it's Christmas, so you put a bow on the present or something. I don't know. So uh, Jerry sneaks by. He starts messing with the tree. And of course, uh, he lands on Tom, starts jumping on him. And then they chase each other around and... Uh, Toys are involved. It was fun. If you listen, if you've seen Tom and Jerry, you know where it went. There was a toy train, of course, because Christmas, 
and uh, other presents and various festive things. They're chasing each other, and uh, Jerry gets outside, and he throws a snowball through the mail slot in the door, and he whacks Tom right in the face, of course. And so Tom is like, dude, what the hell? So he decides he's going to barricade the door and leave Jerry out there. He says, screw you, pal. You're going to make a fool of me again. So uh, it turns out, hey, it's Christmas, so it's kind of cold outside. And uh, Jerry is now freezing in the snow. And uh, Tom thinks about this. He tries to go to sleep, but he can't because he's thinking about Jerry frozen in the snow. So he goes out there and uh, he grabs him. He's uh, basically a popsicle. And he brings him in, defrosts him in front of the fireplace because he feels so bad. And uh, he gives Jerry a candy cane. And it turns out that uh, Jerry also booby-trapped Tom's milk bowl with a mouse trap. I don't know how he lifted it. He's a very strong mouse, I guess. And then uh, the end, our final shot, is Jerry getting that cheese from the mousetrap using the candy cane that Tom gave him. And, uh, and, you know, we fade out and it's good to go. It was a lovely thing. Thank you, Skeletor. Surprising coming from Skeletor. I know that a heartwarming Christmas episode would be his suggestion. But I thank you for it. And if you've not seen the Tom and Jerry, it's called The Night Before Christmas. Um, if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. I saw it on YouTube in three parts. Um, I was trying to find a one-parter, but couldn't do it. But it was lovely, and thank you, Skeletor. And Jen suggested, well, she actually um, brought up a close second, which I think her second was the Garfield Christmas special, which is lovely. Uh, But, Jen, I don't have enough songs. I'm sorry. Next year. Or next week. I don't know. I'll talk about it some other time. But she, her first pick was Mickey's Christmas Carol, Uh, The intro of Scrooge McDuck, a Disney icon, of course. Yes, fantastic. Um, If you haven't seen this one, this is on... Where did I see this today? I think I saw it on YouTube, actually. But uh, I imagine it's on Disney+. Plus. I would imagine it's somewhere in the holiday uh, tab on Disney+. Plus. So if you have that and you want to check this out, I recommend it. You know, Scrooge is Ebenezer Scrooge. You know, he's... uh, selfish and because he's rich and he cares about money and he's visited you know by jacob marley the spirit you know the story right uh goofy as jacob marley which is great there was an ornament of that by the way um a number of years ago and it was really well done i didn't get it but i thought about it because it looked really awesome uh maybe i should i probably get it on ebay right anyway he learns the error of his ways because uh the ghost takes him to his grave, and it's like, hey, there's nobody here, and he dies because he was rich, and nobody liked him because he was a big jerk. And then the end, you know, he uh, Tiny Tim miraculously recovers, I guess? I don't know. Um, anyway, he uh, he realizes that he needs to stop being a jerk, and everybody's happy, and, uh, you know, everybody gets food and has fun and money and stuff for Christmas. I know I didn't do a good job of that, but listen, you've seen it before, right? If you haven't, I'll try to get that one in the notes. I'm pretty sure I saw that on YouTube. So I think I can share that one, um, well, more easily than I could with the Tom and Jerry. All right, so thank you to Skeletor. The Tom and Jerry one is fantastic. And thank you to Jen, because I had not seen uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Did I call it Muppet Christmas Carol before? I didn't mean to. Um, (laughs) Although that's great, too. But Mickey's Christmas Carol is uh, fantastic, and I hadn't seen that in quite a while. So thank you to Jen for that. And uh, do we have a song to play? Yes, we're not going to just dive into everything here. That would be weird. Then you just throw a bunch of songs on at the end. That's weird. No, you got to break it up. I don't know. We plan this out haphazardly, I guess. 
this morning. So, so there you go. All right. So we have for you a cover of a Christmas classic from our dear friends, Point North. And I, man, I debated whether or not I was going to surprise myself by listening to this as you did and not hear it before so I could tell you about it. But I decided to not do that and listen to their cover of All I Want for Christmas is You uh, so I can tell you that it's fantastic. And it's one of those songs that the original gets on my nerves because working four Christmases at the mall, it plays a lot and it gets in your head and it's like, I'm tired of this. But I can't lie to you, friends. I was singing along when I listened to this song. So our dear friends, Point North with their festive tune, All I Want for Christmas is You here inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. And I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own. More than you could ever know. Make my wish come true.
there you have it, our friends. Point North with their rendition of All I Want for Christmas is You. Fantastic stuff. Thank you, gentlemen. The Melting Pat, the Next Level Network. Um, man, that was, uh, it was more fun. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. How about that? I don't know. I don't know why I thought, well, no, because the original is just so invasive, I guess. Is that, is that the right word? Uh, but that is fantastic. Again, links to the tunes will be in the show notes. And we have another animated Christmas special to discuss. Thanks to our buddy Keith. He says, a wish for wings that work. And this is based on a book. Pat, did you write down the author's name? No. No, I did not. I did not do that. That would have made sense. Considering I'd never seen this before, I was not familiar with this story, but I have to tell you, thank you, Keith. This was wonderful. So a penguin, I believe his name is Opus, he wants to learn how to fly, and he's getting made fun of by the other birds who are flying around, and look at me, I can fly. Can you fly? Oh, no, you can't fly. They don't sound like that, but he's getting made fun of. He's getting angry. He's getting mad. He's just getting upset. You know, you can't do a thing. People make funny. It wears on you after a little while. Um, he befriends a cat. I believe his, the cat's name is Bill. And, uh, the cat is, it's one of those animated cats where one eye is way bigger than the other. You know, a stray cat wandering around. You know the drill. So, Opus writes a letter to Santa saying, hey man, for Christmas, what I want this year is wings that work. I want to be able to fly like all the other birds who make fun of me for not being able to fly. And uh, before that, though, he decides, like, oh, I'm going to try to use technology and uh, <laughs> he ties balloons to himself and jumps off a cliff. A classic. Uh, it doesn't work, but I'm sorry. Spoiler. It doesn't work. But points for trying. I got to give him that. And he gets mad. He's tired of it. He yells at the cat, says, get out of here, you bum. And he gets mad. There's a support group for earthbound birds. There's a chicken. There's a, I forget what the other thing was, voiced by Robin Williams. Um, it was just like... Ah, we just want to fly, man. And of course, they're all bummed out. Like, I want to fly, but I'm a penguin and I can't. There's a pig with a rhinoceros horn, you know, on his uh, face. Like, I'm not a pig, I'm a rhinoceros. It was great. It's making no sense, I'm aware. But I watched all these in a day. Pat, could you have really, you could have spaced them out, couldn't you? Yeah, you're right. I could have. I really could have. And I probably should have. And if I do this again for another holiday, I will be sure to do that. Because uh, they all run together <laughs> after you watch them in a day. Um, so Opus is really bummed out. He just wants to fly. And uh, it turns out by some twist of fate, Santa's sleigh breaks down. And uh, they fall into the lake, I guess. Again, I was watching while I was working. So I may have missed uh, an important detail here. But the uh, what you need to know is Opus then springs to action. Because, well, Bill Cat says, hey... You need to go help Santa Claus, goddammit. And he gets out there, and he uses his swimming powers, because he's a penguin, and penguins are good at that, to pull the sleigh across the lake and back onto land, and then they fix it somehow, because Santa's magical. And uh, then they fly away to continue Christmas, and Santa's like, hey man, I want you to be on my team, because you're the man, man. Who am I, Jake from State Farm? Um, it was great. Like, it was really great. He figured out that he is special, even though he can't fly, even though he ain't got no army. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so the next day, all the birds show up at his house, and they're all wearing bow ties like he is. And he's like, what are you guys doing here? And they pick him up, and they fly him around town because they realize that they were, I don't know, being jerks. 
And uh, you saved Christmas, buddy. So we're going to help you by flying you around so you can feel what it's like to be in the air and fly around. And, uh, and that was it. And it was a really nice, it was just a nice story. It was a really nice story about, oh man, you can't do the things that, and maybe because I related to it a lot, but you can't relate, you can't uh, do all the things that your buddies can do when you get all bummed out. And then you realize there is something that you can do better than other people. And I don't know what that is for me yet, but I'm sure it's out there somewhere, right? Maybe? No? All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I wish for wings that work. Thank you, Keith, for the suggestion. Uh, what a lovely story to, uh, well, I was going to say to read because it is based on a book, but uh, what a lovely story to see. So thank you for that. A lovely holiday tale about uh, finding your true worth, I guess. I don't know. Speaking of things that are lovely, our next song is from friend of the show, Hana Khan, produced by dear friend of the show, Danny Schmitz. I love this song, and I remember last year when I tagged all the people whose songs I used, and I was like, yeah, Hannah Khan, great show. I don't know if I'm saying her name right. I'm truly sorry. But she was really excited to be part of the tradition. So here we go. This song, I love it. It's fantastic. It is called Ho, 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 Hannah Khan, and Danny Schmitz here inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network.
and we're back. Hanukkah, Danny Schmitz, ho, 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 the Meltic Path, the next level network. I almost went into the um, the definitely drunk Santa from A Christmas Story. Ho, ho, ho. Did I use that joke last year? Probably. It's fine. Nobody listens that far back. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> I love that song. It's so good. Thank you very much. And uh, we roll on to one of the episodes or another um, holiday special that I have never seen. Big Vic says, I liked the Community Claymation episode. I have a soft spot for episodes where people get eliminated one by one. And it is season two, episode 11 of Community. And uh, I enjoyed it. I really did. Oh, I've seen now two episodes of Community. The other one was the Halloween one with the zombies, which I watched two months ago. And uh, this was, uh, it was a lot of fun. So the gist of it is, I, I wrote down a lot of notes here, but I'm going to try to breeze through it. Because what is a short-lived show show? Hey, sorry. Um, <laughs> so uh, Abed sees everyone. He's being stop motion. Uh, they're all stop motion animated. And no one else notices. And they're like, dude, are you all right? And it turns out, I guess, I don't know if John Oliver is a recurring character in this show, but... He's a psychology professor, and he's like, hey, I can help you, and also, um, I want to write a book. So he's got some ulterior motives in here. So they stage an intervention, because uh, Abed's like, hey, everybody is, uh, and if I'm saying his name wrong, I don't care. My bad, I guess. Maybe I do care a little bit. So he's got to find the true meaning of Christmas. So they stage an intervention, and uh, he gets hypnotized, and everybody goes to a winter wonderland, and uh, you know, also, apparently, in this scenario, John Oliver's character is a Christmas wizard. So that's something that you need to know. And he keeps trying to get Abed to go to the Cave of Frozen Memories because, obviously, there's some kind of trauma that he has dealt with that is causing him to see everybody in, uh, in claymation. So uh, <laughs> his friends are Christmas versions of themselves, and they're trying to just help him, you know, feel better. You want your friend to get over whatever it is. Shirley mentions the word therapy. She gets ejected by a giant pterodactyl. I'm sorry, giant remote control pterodactyl, which was fantastic. Um, Jeff gets eaten by humbugs. Uh, they detect sarcasm, and they were having none of it. Uh, <laughs> so they make it to the uh, the cave of frozen memories after going through Carol Lane. It comes out, or I'm sorry, Carol Canyon. And it's revealed Britta hates Christmas music. And Abed's like, dude, what the hell? But Britta's not get ejected for hating Christmas music, although that's a capital offense, I think. She actually gets ejected for lying and getting him into therapy and getting him into an intervention because he's just trying to find the meaning of Christmas. And um, he tricks the wizard in the cave. He's like, hey, what do you see? Because the cave of uh, frozen memories is like, hey, we can look at all the stuff from our past and not be hurt by it, but uh, Abed turns it around on him, and the wizard, obviously none too pleased with that. I wouldn't be either. Uh, so it turns out the wizard does some research and finds out that his mom is supposed to be visiting him because his mom visits every December 9th, and they watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer together, and it turns out the day that this is happening is November 9th, December 9th, sorry, and it's the last day of classes, and so he's sad. And uh, Pierce and Abed find Santa's workshop. He's They're looking for the meaning of Christmas. And uh, apparently it is season one of Lost on DVD. 
because it represents a lack of payoff. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. I'm, this is what happened in the show. I don't know. So then we find out Abed's mom has a new family. She's not visiting because the wizard found the Christmas card that his mom sent. And um, they then decide to eject the wizard from Winter Wonderland. They sing carols to him and they shoot him with, I don't know, a holiday festive guns. Uh, so what we learn is that the meaning of Christmas is that it can mean whatever we want. And, you know, it used to be, oh, I'm spending time with my mom. Now I'm spending time with you guys. And so uh, Abed snaps out of his funk and uh, everybody goes on their merry way. So uh, it's about whatever you want and singing and cookies and pterodactyls. That's what I uh, surmised from the Community episode I don't remember what it's called, but it's season two, episode 11 of Community, which is, uh, as of now, still on Hulu in the U.S., so go check that out. Thank you, Big Vic, for that, for making me watch my second episode of Community ever. I think I'm going to have to watch all those. I think that's because I love the Halloween episode. I enjoyed the hell out of this Christmas episode, so um, I think I'm going to have to watch all of Community now. I think that's just what's going to happen. So thank you to Big Vic for the Christmas suggestion, because, well... Now uh, I found a new show that I need to dive into. All right, so more to come, but we have a tune from our dear friend, Brawny. This song, uh, we've played this at least twice, I think. I don't know. This is actually the first song that I heard from her. And then, uh, you know, we go from there and we built up like, hey, I can play your stuff and it's really fun. And I think she's got some new stuff that I need to look up and play for you. All right, but anyway, for now... This is her <laughs> this is her song, Modern Day Christmas, our dear friend Bronnie here inside the Melty Pat on the Next Level Network.
And there you have it, Bronny. Modern Day Christmas here inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. I love that song. So good. So wonderful. Thank you very much, my friend. All right. Speaking of friends, ooh, how's that for a segue? M.A.G. says his favorite holiday special is the Friends, where Ross tries to explain Hanukkah to his son, but shenanigans keep getting in the way. I always try to squeeze... I'm the Holiday Armadillo! ...in at some point during Christmas time, and that's Season 7, Episode 10. Um, I've seen this many times. I made Jill watch all of Friends a couple years ago, because it was on... I guess it had just come to Netflix or something, and uh, I always made references to it, and Jill's like, oh yeah, I kind of know what that is. And so I made her sit down and watch every single goddamn episode. And uh, this was a favorite, I think, for her. I don't know. This is usually when she would come down the stairs and yell at me for something. But I don't think she's doing that today. But anyway, um, a fun episode, of course, Ross is... Uh, he gets his son for the holidays, and he wants to teach him about Hanukkah because Ross is Jewish. And he's like, hey, let's do this. But other points in this episode, uh, Chandler and Monica trying to be fancy, and so Chandler spends the rest of the time trying to uh, hand people money during a handshake, and he doesn't do it well. Um, Phoebe and Rachel may be living together again. Phoebe's uh, trying to get Rachel to move out of Joey's place and move back in with her to their newly furnished, newly renovated, I guess, apartment. I can't remember the um, the previous episode or two about this. But anyway, she decides she's going to buy stuff to freak Rachel out and move her out of Joey's house. She buys uh, a drum set and a tarantula and she's like, I want to. I want you to want to live with me and not want to live with Joe anymore. Urgh. And uh, <laughs> and so that uh, that's going on. And then we finally get to uh, well, Ross trying to find a Santa suit or a Christmassy thing. And of course, because it's like two days before Christmas, they're all out of stuff. So he comes in in an armadillo costume, and he's trying to teach Ben about Hanukkah. Ben, of course, because he's a kid. He wants Santa, and <laughs> Chandler, once again, not reading the room, waltzes in as Santa and almost ruins it. Joey comes in as Superman, and uh, then they somehow eventually get Ben to sit down and listen to the story of Hanukkah. They light the menorah. Everybody has a lovely time, and uh, the holiday armadillo, man. Come on. It's a classic. I'm a big fan. Thank you, M.A.G. For the suggestion, so I would remember to watch it again this year. Good stuff. Good stuff all the way around. And I hope they were able to squeeze in I'm the Holiday Armadillo at some point during this time. Um, I don't know if you're seeing anybody, like, people around. I mean, not like... Anyway, I don't know if you're going to a thing. There we go. That's what I mean to say. But I hope that you find some way to squeeze it into conversation uh, before the end of the season. All right, so thank you for that. And what do we got left here? Just two more, right? I think. Maybe. 
yes. Two more, and then uh, we got other things going on as well. So, for the moment, we have uh, a new song from our dear friends Bleached. This is, uh, well, it's their take on Jingle Bells. So, enjoy this one, and we will be right back here inside the Melty Pat on the Next Level Network. there you have it, our friends Bleached with their take on Jingle Bells, hellobleached.com for more from them, the Melting Path, the Next Level Network. They appear, by the way, courtesy of Dead Oceans Records. So there you go. My thanks to our friends for the tune. All right. So it was a bad idea. The next one we have is uh, from our buddy Vito, good friend of the show, the super win expert, although I don't know how they're going to do that if they keep with the NLDH. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, 
it was a bad idea to watch this episode last. I don't know why I planned it out this way. I didn't really plan it. I don't know why um, I waited to the end to watch this one. But he says, hey, Arnold's Christmas episode, which is season one, episode 11, by the way. It's called Arnold's Christmas. Got me in the feels as a kid. Arnold reunites Mr. Huynh with his long-lost daughter that he'd given to the U.S. military during Vietnam. Yeah, man, that's one of those where it's not quite you skip it like you do that Futurama episode. Yes, you know the one, but it's one where you have to know what you're seeing, right? You have to be, you have to prepare for it, right? Because Arnold gets Mr. Wynn in the boarding house Secret Santa, and he's trying to figure out what I'm going to get him, what I'm going to get him. So he goes to talk to him, and Mr. Wynn's like, yeah, every year. I just think about my daughter, and he tells him the story, how he had to give up his daughter because his country was in war, and he's trying to find her, and it's been like 20 years, and they said, hey, we're going to this city, so he finally gets over there. That's why he came to the city, to try to find her, and so Arnold decides, hey, we got to find this girl. We got to figure it out, so he's calling all the places. He goes to the government people and says, hey, man, can you find a missing person? And he's like, well, it turns out this bureaucrat has to, and I could say that as a bureaucrat myself, uh, <laughs> not a high level, but anyway, he uh, has to do his Christmas shopping, and Arnold's like, hey, we'll do it for you. It's Christmas Eve. We'll take care of it, and then you help me find this missing person. He's like, all right, you come back with everything on that list. And uh, of course, there's one item, the hot ticket item of the year, the Nancy Spumoni snow boots. He can't find them. They went all over the city. They get laughed out of every store, and it turns out that Helga who is looking for the perfect gift for Arnold. She gets the Nancy Spinamoni snow boots as a gift from her parents, which she wanted. That was the thing that she wanted more than anything. And so she has to decide, hey, what do I do? Do I keep them for myself? Do I give them to Arnold or give them to the guy and try to get him the help that he needs to find Mr. Wynn's daughter? So it turns out she does. She goes to the dude, says, hey, let's find this person. Here are your boots. Let's do the thing. So they do. They find the thing, and the secret Santa's going on at the boarding house, and they're like, oh, no present for Mr. Wynn. And he's all sad, standing by the fire. And Arnold's like, hey, man, I got to tell you something. And then who shows up at the door? That's right. Mr. Wynn's daughter. Boom. Done. Nailed it. Went from really sad to really heartwarming, and like Vito said, caught me in the feels. Yes. Again, bad idea to watch this right before I started the show. It was a bad idea. It's not good. Not good. Great episode, though. Thank you, Vito. And um, the last one from Use Guises, I should say. Uh, Not the last one I'm going to mention, but the last one I really kind of dive into. Um, And I'm doing this. I'm putting these together because I don't have a lot to say about this one. But Resolution says Letter Kenny. And I'm assuming that he means... uh, the episode called The Three Wise Men. That's the one I found when I Googled uh, Letterkenny Christmas episode. I've never seen this show, and so I didn't know if they did more than one, but whatever. So um, it's a Christmas party, and the plan is, you know, we don't, I don't know, they kept saying do a spit. So we don't do that until midnight, because we're going to do uh, shots of three, let's call them seasonal spirits, <laughs> at the end of the party. Um, I laughed one time. During this episode, I did not enjoy this at all, really. I laughed at one point in the episode. They were talking about, they're like, hey, we need a a good 
Christmas movie, and they were talking about Home Alone, and everybody's kind of breaking down why Home Alone is, uh, well, I guess, unrealistic was the uh, <laughs> was the problem they had with it. And that was the only point in the episode that I enjoyed, because the rest of this did not make me laugh at all. I did not like it. Um, friends have suggested this to me, this show. Hey, this is great. Um, I don't plan to seek this show out. Because I did not, like, I didn't find this entertaining. Like, it wasn't for me. It was not for me. Let me say that. And then uh, also, I would like to mention that watching videos on Daily Motion is dreadful anymore. Uh, there were six ad breaks in 22 minutes. And uh, YouTube doesn't even do that at this point. So that's, you know, it was a bother. It was a chore to watch this episode, number one. And number two, I didn't like it. I didn't really like it that much. So. There you go. Sorry, everybody, all the Letterkenny fans. My apologies. This show, the episode and the show, I guess, um, will not be for me. And I hope that you've not been hearing that weird sound that I'm hearing all throughout the show. Uh, otherwise, well, um, you won't hear this, and I'll do this again tomorrow. So, <laughs> so there you go. All right. So we'll do some honorable mentions uh, on the other side, but let's go to our dear friends Left of Love. They released some new stuff recently, which I... Now have to wait to play. Huh. Sorry, dudes. In any case, here <laughs> here they are with their holiday tune. Santa Claus is back in town here inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. Stockings, turn on the lights. Santa Claus is coming down your chimney tonight. Oh, now Christmas time, pretty baby. And the snow is falling on the ground. Well, you'll be a real good little baby. Santa Claus is back in town.
And there you have it. Left of Love, Santa Claus is back in town. The Melting Path, the Next Level Network. We did the thing. Yes, we got through all your picks. Thank you, everybody, for weighing in uh, with your favorite holiday specials. If I missed you, my bad. Either you were late or I didn't look uh, soon enough. I don't know. Anyway, it's all good. We'll get to you some other time. Um, Yeah, thanks, everybody, for weighing in. I'm a little bummed out, though, that nobody mentioned the Rugrats Hanukkah special which is fantastic. Uh, the Beavis and Butthead, where they spoof It's a Wonderful Life. Um, again, I've never seen, I don't know if I brought this up on the show, but I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life, but I've seen a number of uh, spoofs, I guess. Maybe that's the wrong word, but a number of uh, of artistic takes on it. I've never watched the original thing. I've never seen it. Not on purpose. I'm not like, oh, forget that movie. I've just never seen it. So there you go. Maybe I'll do that this week. I don't know. Um, but yeah, nobody brought that one up. Rugrats Hanukkah, the Always Sunny Christmas episode, which we watch every year, where uh, it turns out Mac has been stealing presents from other kids, and Charlie's mom got into things that she got into, and Frank's a jerk, and uh, yeah. So it's great. We watch it every Christmas, and uh, it's lovely. So looking forward to watching that next week, just because it's so wonderful. And I'm sure there are several holiday episodes that even I'm missing that we all missed. Uh, but you know, more for next year. So I guess, <laughs> I don't know. Let's uh, leave me a note. If you, if I missed your favorite holiday show, if you missed the question and you listen to the show and you're like, oh man, talk about this one. Uh, let me know. And I will throw it on the list for next year. And maybe we'll do something like this again. All right. So let me know. All right. And of course the Charlie Brown Christmas. Come on. Come on. It's a classic it is uh, not on network TV this year, I think. I know they didn't do the um, Great Pumpkin, and I don't think they did Thanksgiving. I think Apple TV got them, which I don't have Apple TV. I don't have, I don't know, I can't get another thing. I don't want to. But I hope you find a way to watch this. I think it's probably, it's got to be on YouTube, right? Right? I don't know. If it is, I will try to put it in the show notes so you can watch it uh, with your family on YouTube. I don't know. But anyway, um, Pat, are you talking about Charlie Brown just so you can play the clip that you like to play every year? Yeah, probably. Probably. I mean, but it's great. Linus explains, even though, as we've discussed, Linus is a jerk, he explains to Charlie Brown the meaning of Christmas, and it's so wonderful, and I hope I don't get sued, but I love to play this clip every year, and now I don't have to awkwardly shoehorn it into, like, the end of a segment because I can just do it right here and hopefully find a way to come back from break uh, also without getting sued. So... Because nobody mentioned it, I wanted to give it its own space. Linus telling us all the meaning of Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. 
And there you have it. I don't know what uh, music bed is going to be playing under me right now, but I'm sure I'll find something. I don't know. But there you go. We did it. It's a nice sentiment, all right? Even though if you don't go for the whole, you know, religious thing or whatever, um, it's a nice sentiment that it's, uh, well, just be nice to each other, I guess. That's not what Linus said, but that's what I'll say on top of it. Don't be a How about that? Does that work for you? No? All right. Anyway, (laughs) that is our show. My thanks to everyone who weighed in with their uh, holiday TV shows. My thanks to everyone who said, hey, kid, go ahead, play our tunes for this uh, festive occasion. Again, all of the links to the stuff, to the songs anyway, will be in the show notes. So do the thing over there. I'm everywhere at The Meltic Pat, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and .com. And uh, let's see, was there something else I had to tell you? Something I was going to remind you about. And I forget. So there you go. 209-867-7638. Send a voice. Send a text. Leave a voicemail with your questions, comments, concerns, observations, and of course, corrections. TheNextLevelNetwork.com for all of our stuff. Uh, The Spotlight. Lost, We Have to Go Back. Caffeine Crew. TFT Nerdcast. Panels to Pixels. While Lurks Behind Podcast Zero. You know the drill. Do the thing over there. Facebook.com slash the next level network as well all right all right we did it we made it through the thing now normally this is when i would tell you that g love and special sauce would play us out but they will not be playing us out this week but still philadelphonic.com for more from them uh, because our standard uh, well traditional christmas uh, exit song is from our dear friends much better we wish you a merry christmas so we will play that for you Right after I tell you, this has been an 8-point production. So until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Stay safe. Happy holidays. Don't gather. All right? I hope you're well. I hope you're warm. I hope everything is going all right. Let me know how I can help. All right? There is that fair to say? No? Maybe? No? Jerome says no. It's fine. You're a Scrooge, Jerome. All right. So that... <laughs> So that's it. Here's much better. We wish you a Merry Christmas, and I do as well. Or for whatever you celebrate, just have fun. All right? You've been inside the Belt of Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one.
Hi, this is Charlie Saxton from the band Much Better, wishing you and your family a happy holidays and a happy new year. Hi, my name is Tim Joe from Much Better, and I want to wish you a happy Christmas and a merry new year. Hi, this is Sean Quinn. Oh, I erase that. Erase it. <laughs> erase it. <laughs> I didn't sound sure of my name, and I want to wish you Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. (laughs) 